Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! It's the same old, same old for the Bulls. But guess what? We're still here. We're going to break it all down. It's not good. Three-game losing streak now. Back-to-back losses. One in the in-season tournament, which I thought I thought the court looked pretty good. I'm not sure the Bulls looked good, but the court looked good. We're going to dive into the bad and the worse, as I put it, on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench club member and Tennessee Vol, C.J. Watson. C.J., this has been ugly to watch on both sides of the ball this year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely, you know, uh, very frustrating as a as a person just watching it now as a fan. But, uh, you know, hopefully I'm always hopeful that they can turn around. But I don't know. I'm trying to I might start to retract my thoughts and my, my feelings. <laughs> 95 days till the trade deadline, but not that I'm counting. I saw that countdown on Twitter. I'm like, I cannot believe we're counting down, but we are. The numbers aren't good. We're going to look at the numbers. We're going to look at some of the players who aren't necessarily stepping up, and I, I won't name names just yet, but you can probably guess what I'm going to talk about. But first, I'm going to tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball is starting as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests from NFL, college football, UFC, NHL. They're all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Repping my Ramblers today. They start against Florida Atlantic, against Cinderella. Who does Tennessee have to start the year, CJ? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know, but I know it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's that to start the year, you know, it's that time. <laughs> Blowouts are pretty common. Tennessee, by the way, according to Bet Online, plus 4,000 to win the national championship this year. Pretty good odds over there. What are you waiting for? Head to bet online today and remember, use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at bet online because it's where the game starts. Also, we have an official t shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff over there at the Believe Shop. The official shirt for our show, though, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. All right, it is the same old, same old with this team. I texted you when I sent you the rundown. It is rinse, repeat. They still can't shoot. They still can't play defense. The Nets won on Friday, 109-107. They picked on Zach Levine in those final minutes. Denver beat them on the second half of a back-to-back, 123-101. to Bulls outscored 72-48 to in the second half. That's now three in a row, two and five to start the year. Is it time to overreact a little bit, or is it just early in the year, maybe some bumps in the road? I mean, I think we're pretty close to hitting the panic button on this team right now. Because like you said, we've been saying the same thing over and over since last year. Uh, they can't guard anybody. They can't guard the three-point line. Um, they're tough to get in stops. Um, the chemistry, I feel like, just isn't there on the offensive end. Um, I'm not sure what, what it is. Maybe lack of leadership. Um, maybe they just don't like each other. I don't know what it is. But they just can't seem to figure it out right now. Well, we haven't heard of any players-only meetings. 
since the first game. So you got they got right. that going for him, which is nice. <laughs> but on offense, there was a quote from DeMar DeRozan in the Sun-Times about the issues there, and I think that's something we can talk about right now is uh, the quote from DeMar, I think we have a lot of hesitancy of trying to do the right thing over doing the right thing. So they're too worried about trying to do it versus just going out there and doing it. So I guess my yeah. question to you as a former player, is that just the yips or is this something that needs to be seriously worked on? I think it's something that needs to be seriously worked on probably in practice, a lot of drill work. Um, I think just by watching the games for me, I just think they're always trying to make the home run play instead of being safe and sound and just making the right play that you know, just making the right reads that come to them. Um, and maybe just they don't want to get pulled out of the game uh, and, and get their minutes, uh, you know, cut down, but from making mistakes. But I just think they got to go out there and make the right right play and stop just trying to make the home run play or, or make the, the play that looks good. That's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I could see the argument for, you know, it's the, the yips, as I call it. Like, you just, you kind of, it's something you always do and you just yeah. struggle with it over and over. I think of as a Cubs fan, which a very happy Cubs fan, by the way, John Lester, when he went to throw to first, he couldn't throw to first. Like he, I don't know what it was. He just could not. It was it was a mental block. He couldn't throw to first. So with this team, I I don't. There's not just one mental block yeah. on offense. But I, I think I agree with you. This needs to it needs to change sooner than later. Because as I said, you're in double digits to the trade deadline, and there's some guys here that are coming up in rumors, especially your expiring yeah. contract in Demar and your supposed number one guy in Zach. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just another thing that, you know, that probably creeps into the locker room, you know, people talking about their future contracts, you know, trade rumors, stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, I think that's just the whole thing of leadership. Uh, hopefully the coach can, you know, put a put a halt to that and just, you know, have everyone thinking on the same page and the same accord and just thinking about winning right now. because that's, that's what they need to do. They need to win some games uh, and just take it one game at a time. Hope that will change. Hopefully winning will change that, that kind of attitude. You hear players say they don't hear the outside noise. They tune it out. It is so tough to tune out the outside yeah. noise. As someone who kind of feeds that machine for a living, <laughs> I know it's tough for me to like kind of back off sometimes, but I know with you got the phones in your pockets at all times. Yeah. It's tough to block that out. So I can that that is a reality though. Like the 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 trade rumors and everything with Zach and Tamar, you can't tell me that that's not a little bit of a factor in the locker room conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. Just like you said, players have family members, they have people who work for them. Uh, probably in their ears, tell them they need to get more shots or why isn't coach giving you more minutes? Uh, why are they talking bad about you in the paper? You know, uh, we all we all hear, we all see it, um, but we try to block it out. And uh, like I said, that stuff starts to creep into your locker room and that's when it causes divide. And that's what you don't want between teammates um, in, in the locker room because that's not going to be good uh, in the locker room or it's going to transfer in the court and it's going to be just bad energy. And one guy I hope kind of sees the film and does something, starts to change things is Zach. The defense. I mean, the Nets picked on him over and over in that in-season tournament game, which I will talk about the name for that, by the way. I've got some <laughs> thoughts on just the name of that. But at the end of the game, especially, Brooklyn's making a run. You need to get a stop because they were going to get hot. You were back and forth, yeah. punch for punch the whole game. Mikhail Bridges just blew past Zach. Like, he was playing defense. He's on the baseline. Just stay. Just guard him. You're on the baseline. He can't go very far. Just right. Olay goes to the basket, easy layup. <laughs> like, this is the type of thing when you pay Zach a max contract, it can't happen. And you're seeing it happen again after he started to get better with it last year, I feel like. 
Yeah, for sure. If you pay this guy and you're supposed to be a, a proclaimed superstar or a franchise player, you got to be able to play both sides of the ball. I feel like the best superstars in this league play both sides of the ball, or at least, you know, give an effort. And, uh, you know, Zach uh, wanting that pressure and you have to be able to step up in those big moments. And that's what he's not doing this season. I know it's a lot of trade rumors on him this year, but uh, still, even then, you still got to step up for your team and not just be be selfish, you know, just want to take all the shots. Uh, he's definitely been erratic this season. I feel like uh, not consistent, but uh, just in those tough times, and those tough moments, you got to be a leader for your team. That's what this team needs. I'm not going to complain about the last shot in that Nets game when he missed the free throw deliberately, got it back, and kind of took the fall, falling back fadeaway almost three. I didn't mind that because yeah. if you take a dribble, if something happens, you're not going to get a shot off, and then you're going to wonder why you didn't get a shot off. So I'm right. not really – I'm not upset about that. I thought it was a heads-up play. Missed the free mm-hmm. throw, go get the rebound. Like, it was a good hustle play. He missed yeah. the shot. Fine. This conversation would have changed if he made it. Oh, my gosh, Zach with the heroics. All what right, worries me is <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're talking like he's plus. Look at that. Demar's getting these shots. Right. Give Zach more of these. See, he just made that one and right. he missed it, and now yeah. everyone's coming down on him. I'm not. That. Right. That's one of those. It goes either way. You're on either ends of the conversation. There's no middle ground. I think the defense is where things start and end with him because that it's not good right now. It wasn't yeah. great before, but it's got to get better if he if a this team wants any chance to compete this year, and b yeah. if he wants to stay on this team long term. Yeah, for sure. That could be like the energy that that this team needs. You know, seeing uh, energetic Zach Levine on defense, giving his all on defense, going all out, making second and third efforts. Um, that's just you know, that's just infectious for the whole team. You know, if he starts doing it, Demar does it, Torrey Craig does it, uh, the bench starts doing it, and that's just like I said, this could be the energy that team needs. So I think he has to be that leader that this team needs to, for them to get over this hump. Speaking of Torrey Craig, starter. Tory Craig spoken in and spoken into petition. <laughs> Someone's listening. Someone's so listening. You got to be a coach, man. Quit, quit I mean, if, if, Billy Donovan, if Billy Donovan's listening, <laughs> if Billy's listening, if you want to come on here, Billy, you are open to open <laughs> invite. And let's see if CJ can get Joe Kim on here too, do a little reunion. But, you know, like, right. if, if Billy wants to come on and defend some of this stuff, I am more than welcome. But that was, I really liked how Patrick Williams carried himself after all that, because he could have yeah. easily, because he was asked about, you know. Your roles change. You're going to the bench. You're not starting anymore. He could have easily held his head down and said it is what it is. The guy's yeah. a good teammate, and I really think yeah. he can benefit from coming off the bench. And I think you're kind of I, – I, admittedly, I didn't get to watch the Nuggets game just because I was really busy with work. That night was a busy college football slate. But against the Nets, it was his first double-digit point game of the year, and I thought he looked really good. Yeah, I think so. That's what they need off the bench. They need scoring off the bench between him – Caruso bring that defensive energy. I think it would be great for his for his development. Like I said, to see if he can be that uh, second or third option. Maybe if that we trade Zach or Demar, he can step into that right into that role and be just you know not miss a beat. But I think it's going to be great for him to go to the bench, watch the game from a different level, then come in the game and and just try to attack attack it all on, on both ends. All the starters against Denver were minus, and I'm talking double digit minus. <laughs> not not good at all. As much yeah. as as thought of a status it is when you're minus twenty seven, and that's number eight, and Vooch was also minus twenty seven, like that's not good. Patrick Williams yeah. is plus three in twenty eight minutes off the bench. He's the type of guy we talked about it last week. Watch the game, get a feel for it, and just jump right in. And you, I mean, there's nothing wrong with coming off the bench, as you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, coming off the bench, I feel like is is one of the best things ever because you get to see the game, uh, see where you can get your shots, see where you can you know gamble on defense, stuff like that. And uh, just like you said, that game in Denver was over with before it started. Uh, it looked pretty bad just watching it. But uh, you know, like hopefully they can learn from this and then just move on from it and try to get a win versus Utah. Well, the worst part is they were keeping up with them. They were keeping yeah. pace with the Nuggets, and then the second half they just. Fell, the wheels fell off the bus, and they just, I don't know, they ran out of gas. But, I mean, they got outscored. They allowed 35 points in the third quarter, 37 in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand Denver's a very good offensive team. You got to guard Joker. You got to guard Murray. They were on the second half of a back-to-back, too, so you can't use yeah. that excuse. You were both on the second half yeah. of a back-to-back. I just don't know. I guess the Bulls ran out of gas from it. And if that's the case, you got some serious questions. To answer, yeah, either ran out of gas or that Denver altitude got to him. So I don't know which one. Say, I know that's not an easy place to play. Uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely a hard place to play. You know, run up and down the court a couple of times, your mouth gets dry faster, need a lot more water. But uh, I just think they they just got to keep it up, uh, being consistent. Uh, guarding the three point line is a major key for the Bulls. If they can kind of figure that out, then maybe they can kind of you know hold teams maybe under thirty points uh, a quarter. That would be very nice. You're not going to win many games when you're allowing 30 plus points in multiple quarters. No. One quarter, yeah, you can you can kind of offset it. You can be like, okay, it's a bad quarter. Yeah. Let's regroup and you you bounce back. But twice like that, especially the especially late, you're not going to yeah. win many games with that formula. And there's some interesting stats here about this team because it sounds like if it sounds like we're talking about the same old thing the last two weeks because we have been. But <laughs> let's let the numbers talk about it. According to Casey Johnson at NBC Sports Chicago, in these categories, I'm going to tell you where the Bulls rank. Keep in mind, there's 30 NBA teams. 26th in offensive rating. 23rd in defensive rating. 28th in net rating. First in turnovers per game. 29th in assists per game. 29th in pace. 26th in three-point attempts. 28th in three-pointers made. 21st in three to free throw attempts though when 19th and free throw is made so those last two categories are good they're getting to the line everything yeah. else that ain't good no that's not good at all uh, i feel like that just tells me that this lineup is is not good playing together i feel like uh, they gotta figure some things out like i said that chemistry is is uh is pretty bad uh, either the the system is bad the flow of the the pace everything is bad so uh, like i said hopefully they can figure it out it's not a it's not a good matchup uh, of, uh, of those lineups people on the court continuity stinks continuity yeah. stinks that's my that's yeah. what i'm taking away from this all we heard from the front <laughs> office is continuity it's important for continuity continuity yeah. stinks don't do it again like it's time yeah. i you, you remember last year i was anti-blow this thing up and i know and you were too we were yeah. anti-blow it up we're like don't do this yet get through we th- i thought they could have made a run guess what they didn't yeah, yeah. now it's the same thing we saw all of last year the only way to save this thing is to just burn yep. it all down and start over. And I don't know if that includes the coach. Uh, the odds aren't up anymore on Bet Online for the first fired <laughs> coach, which scares me. But, you know, seven games in isn't a lot in the grand scheme out of 82, but it's enough to start seeing trends. And boy, yeah. are we seeing some bad trends right now. Yeah, definitely seeing trends right now. Definitely, if this pace keeps going over the next four or five games, I think you definitely, you know, put plans in motion to definitely blow this thing up and just rebuild and. Uh, you know, Chicago's a is a big big market. So, you know, someone will hopefully want to come here and, and play and you know and try to build this franchise back up to the playoff, you know, championship caliber basketball that they're used to. I still feel like people want to play for Billy Donovan. Like I feel like yeah. he's still I don't care what the record is right now. I feel like he's the type of guy that you want to go play for. 
And yeah. Arturus Karnaschovas seems very player-friendly. I mean, considering that first full offseason, he brought in DeMar. He traded for Vooch during this first season. He brought in Lonzo. Mm-hmm. He brought in Caruso. Like, And then it just all of a sudden things got – it feels like they fell into neutral. And I feel like yeah. they're still stuck there. So if you're in that locker room, what are you doing? What are you trying to do to get out of neutral? Because they're stuck in the mud right now. You just try to, like I say, just stay uh, stay positive. I don't know as best as you can. Uh, I've had, I've probably been on some bad teams, but our bad teams were never just just negative. Uh, I feel like we still had good chemistry. We were just losing. Uh, they, every other team had better talent than us. You just couldn't couldn't beat that. But I feel like the Bulls have talent. They have enough to win games. Uh, there's just something in that locker room that's not letting them win games. And I'm not sure if that's uh, not having a leader there. Like you said, since Lazo's been down, it's been a a drastic downfall since he's been hurt or injured. Uh, so I think someone has to step up and be that leader, that vocal leader. And uh, I'm not sure who it is, but someone has to step up and do it. If it's not going to be the coach, it has to be a player that everyone respects in the locker room to really, you know, take heed of this team and just lead them in the right direction. See, this is where the conversation gets complicated because my gut, when you say that, is to say that it should yeah. be Zach. But you've also right. got Demar in there. But Demar's more of a lead by example. We know that, and he's also yeah. going right. to push these rookies. He's going to. He's going to make it yeah. work. He does. He walks the walk. I yeah. also think maybe Vooch could be that vocal yeah. leader now that he's got his contract. I could also right. see Caruso being that guy. I could also see maybe maybe one of the new guys, Javon Carter, Tory Craig being that guy. Kobe right. White, still young player, kind of figuring this thing out. And I, and I know Zach mm. kind of falls into that too. And that's why, that's why I kind of hesitate to put it all on Zach. But he's your max guy. So it's yeah. kind of, it's got to be a group effort here. It can't just be one guy trying to turn this yeah. thing around yeah for sure it definitely has to be a group effort especially with this group you know uh, a, lot of, a lot of different guys can take the lead but uh if, you, if they do it by a committee i think it's even better you know then the whole team will hopefully fall in line and everybody will get on board and you know and, and do things the right way i reference one of my favorite movies of all time my cousin Vinny. you ever get stuck in the mud in alabama one tire spinning the other one does nothing that's this <laughs> team we're stuck in the yeah. mud one tire spinning the the offense is trying to spin the defense does nothing or maybe it's the other yeah. way around, however you want to look at it. But either way, it's not good. And they have to go play the Jazz, which is always a Lowry Marketing Revenge game, which that'll be <laughs> before this episode drops. So I'm expecting a Lowry Marketing Revenge game. And then you've got the nice, easy task of playing the Suns. Outstanding. Yeah. That's what you want when yeah. you're 2-5. and five. <laughs> Yeah, not great not great perimeter defense. And you're going to play some good, some good perimeter teams. Uh, one of the best scores ever to play the game. Uh, it's not looking too good for the Bulls, but... I'm always hopeful. <laughs> I mean, hope is a good thing. I just don't want to keep relying on hope. I want to see right. results. But the yeah. good thing about this, so there, these are home games against Utah and Phoenix. The next one's at home too. But the difference here, they play Phoenix Wednesday night. They don't play again until Sunday against the Pistons. So you've got a little extra time. You're not having to travel. That would be a good time to hit the reset button a little bit. Yeah. Maybe if you want to, I don't know if you're, do you want to make another lineup change at this point? I wouldn't I mean, because that'd be two yeah. in the span of 10 games, but. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't yeah, just keep it where it is now and just hopefully yeah. they can get a win. And, uh, you know, at least with Detroit, you kind of, Zach had a big game that game. So hopefully he can get a little payback and get the win actually. Um, but, you know, someone else, never know. Someone named Kobe White and Patrick Williams score a point. Just yeah, yeah, at score least a point. One, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, don't put up a goose egg again. Like that yeah, was what gets you the free throw line or something. <laughs> yeah, one with this team, one guy is not going to get you a win, especially against yeah. a young, scrappy Detroit team that really scares me with the amount of young talent they have. And I've talked yeah. about that at length. 
This is a really interesting stretch they got here. They got three home games. Then they go to Milwaukee on the second half of a back-to-back. Then they come back for four home games. So you've got seven home games in your next eight. This is your chance. Get it right now. Otherwise, you're going to go into late November around Thanksgiving, and we're still going to be talking about this. We're still going to be wondering when change is going to happen to the roster, not just the lineup, the roster. And and the teams they got, you got the Jazz and the Suns, Pistons, that should be, that's an opportunity. The Bucks, the Magic back to back, the Heat back to back. Those are, uh, there's some winnable games in here. Now go out and, like like Demar said, don't try and do the right thing, just do it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely uh definitely a track record of of them being able to hopefully play good at home and just them also having slow starts at home scares me. Uh cuz they have, they think they're at home, they play a little lack of days ago. So that's that's one thing that does scare me with a lot of home games with the Bulls. Uh, but hopefully they they can, you know, turn this ship around and hopefully get some wins at home cuz this this could really turn turn the ship around and hopefully in a good way. If they can change the conversation, that was kind of our that was kind of my thing last year. Change the conversation, change every, yeah. change the dialogue. And you have right. a chance to do that now. But one team they won't see in the stretch, because I, I just scrolled through the schedule to see. They won't see this team until March, which might be a good thing. The Clippers made a big move that we didn't get to talk about last week. And he's making his debut Monday night. James Harden is going to play for the Clippers now. This trade, I know your thoughts on it, and I'm going to let you get to your thoughts before I kind of break down this whole thing. But it got my attention, but not in a good way. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Uh, I don't really like this trade. I feel like um, James Harden would have been better situated for the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers need another uh, dominant guy who can handle the ball, can create shots for himself or for others. Um, and with him being on the Clippers, I just think it's four guys who need the ball in their hands at all times, PG, Kawhi, Russ, and James. Uh, now the odd man out, I'm sure, is going to be Russ uh, when he was, I think, finally getting his groove back, you know, finding his rhythm with this new team. Um, but now it's just going to be different uh, seeing him in the corner, you know, uh, not a great three-point shooter, so they're going to be uh, sinking in and sagging off of him. So that's going to crowd the paint even more for these other three guys. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it works. I'm sure Tyler was drawn up plenty of different schemes in place uh, to make it work, but I know he's a good coach. He'll figure it out, but I, I don't think it's going to work in the end. And also Russ coming out the bench, like because you're going to have to put him out the bench, yeah. right? Like yeah. I, I don't see a scenario where you start Russ, PG, Kawhi, and Harden. I, I don't see that. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Some someone's gonna have to sacrifice. Like I said, it's gonna have to be Russ uh, with this with this group of players. And here's the full details of the trade, which this came down. I kid you not. The one time I go to bed early, I fell asleep <laughs> early, and I wake up to 50 notifications about James Harden getting traded, and I just went, "Oh, are you kidding me?" It happened at like one <laughs> o'clock in the morning. This all went right. down. So James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip. Petrosev, I think is how you pronounce that, went to the Clippers. Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected first, two seconds, a pick swap, and an additional first from the Thunder are going to Philly. Philly won this trade. It, yeah. it, I don't think there's any – I mean, look at that draft capital you got coming in. Like, that is yeah. that is valuable. And also, I like the fit of Marcus Morris going back there, Robert Covington back home. I'm a big Nick Batum fan because he's got a great first name, but also he's a – I like him as a player for the Clippers. The best part of this trade is not James Harden. PJ Tucker coming to LA. I like that more than I like James Harden because Milwaukee doesn't win without PJ Tucker. Milwaukee's not, Miami's not as tough a team without PJ Tucker. Like that part of the deal 
I don't care if he's getting older. He's what, 36 now? Like at somewhere around there. That's He's still got that mentality. He's still going to push these guys. That, to me, is a bigger deal than Harden. As bad as Yeah, for sure. Yeah, P.J. Tucker's a winner, man. He plays hard. He, he wears his hard in his sleeve. You, know, that, you want that on every team you play for. And that, like you said, that's why the Milwaukee Bucks won that championship because of him, his defensive tenacity and the way he approached the game. So I definitely think he's going to add a lot of value to this team. Uh, I can see him playing with P.G., with Kawhi, and with uh, James, uh, putting him out there instead of Russ because you're going to need somebody to you know kind of cover up James' uh, mistakes on defense. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely do. Uh, he has not made his debut yet. James Harden hasn't. That will happen against the Knicks Monday night. Again, before this podcast comes out. So we don't know how he did against the Knicks. But so far, the P.J. Tucker experiment seems to have worked for out for the Clippers. They lost to the Lakers, but that game was that was a weird that was a weird game. Now, 130, yeah. 125, Lakers came back one in overtime. I think there was a lot that went wrong with the foul trouble. We talked about that a little bit last week as well. He played 21 minutes in that game, was a minus 15, but that was like right after the trade. So I think this is going to be the biggest story in the league is how James Harden's going to do with the Clippers. But I agree with you. This is going to be, as I call, a great experiment that just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to see what happens. And, you know, Balmer is always one of those owners who wants to shake things up. Uh, they got a new arena coming. So you're not afraid wanna... to spend. Yeah, you got to solidify those ticket sales for next year. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out. Yeah, he that guy spends money. And he also yeah. loves being an owner. Like, you watch the passion. Yeah, yeah. You watch sure. everything. <laughs> it is, yeah, he's he's something on the sidelines. When the cameras catch him, he's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And I think the Clippers had the chance to maybe, if they can make this thing work, I don't I guess they'd be the favorite if they can find a way to make this thing work. It's all on, it's on Ty Lue now. Like it's his job to figure out how to balance PG, Kawhi, Harden, Westbrook. It's not going to be easy, but that's why he's getting paid what he's getting paid. (laughs) Yeah. That's why he's the coach. He has to manage all these egos and try to make all this work. Um, And even the bench guys, uh, you know, Bones Highland, Miles Pumley, are going to plug those guys in and still make them work and still appreciate it, you know, and get them playing time. Uh, so it's definitely going to be interesting, but I think they're definitely going to be scary if they can figure this out. Yeah, on paper, you'd think this would be really good, but it's a matter of yeah. their styles, their games. How is that going to translate? Yeah. You're going to get a good look at Madison Square Garden. Uh, we don't yeah. know how that will go because, again, this podcast is already out. But, you know, it's one of the storylines to watch, and maybe that work, maybe that unit will work better than the Bulls unit because something's not right. Who knows if they'll <laughs> fix it? They got a good chance, like I said, to kind of reset a little bit. You don't play again after Wednesday until Sunday. We'll be back here for Friday show. We'll record on Thursday. And we're going to kind of see, okay, you've got a few days off here. What do you do? We'll also go around the league a little more. We've, uh, we're we not going to ignore Victor Wembanyama. Trust me. Mm-hmm. We did, we talked about him last week. We're going we're gonna to talk about Wemby. We're going to get to a lot of it because there's a lot of interesting stuff going on around the league right now. But as far as the team in Chicago, it's not interesting in the slightest. And I worry it's going to stay same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, I hope they can turn it around. <laughs> it better be soon. I know it's only <laughs> seven games, and I said I know it's early, but they they're past the point of overturn. It looks like, so we yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not even going to bother looking at their odds to win the East or anything because that's just going to make me sad, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to be sad today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and tie a bow on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. 
Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. If you want to bet the Cubs to win the World Series after the windfall that happened Monday with Craig Council becoming the manager, I'm not going to blame you one bit. I'm fired up. I can't believe I made it through this whole podcast, by the way, because that <laughs> dropped about a half hour before we started recording, and I'm still – when we when I saw you when you signed on, I'm like, I still can't comprehend it. So if you want to put a bet on the Cubs, do it with our partners at Bet Online. BLEAV is the promo code. Also, buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98 The Last Stand, shop.believe.com. CJ, I really hope things start to turn around a little bit. Otherwise, we're going to talk a lot more about the other teams than we will about our team. Yeah, I hope so, too. We can't be talking about no Bulls, and the, the show is called Believe in Bulls. So let's go, Bulls. We believe in you a little bit, at least. <laughs> I'm glad you do. We'll see. We'll see if we can live up to the title of the show. We'll, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But otherwise, uh, enjoy the week of basketball. Enjoy college hoops. I can't wait. College hoops is back. We'll see everybody back here on Friday. Enjoy the week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.